You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today, so let's get to a little NFL talk, a little bit about uh, college football and the playoffs. Uh, but first to the NFL, Danny, where on Thursday night, the Tennessee Titans went to Lambeau Field and beat the Green Bay Packers 27-17, to uh, in where Aaron Rodgers threw for uh, two touchdowns. 227 yards, uh, 24 for 39, and uh, Ryan Tannehill, 22 for 27, very efficient game for 333 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Danny, uh, I think what I saw in this game basically was the making of the end of the season for Green Bay Packers, man. Uh, I think this is it. Um I'm starting to think on whether or not if the Packers should go ahead and and start Jordan Love, see what they got. Derrick Henry ran the ball for 28 times, 87 yards and a touchdown, uh, threw for a touchdown as well. The Packers' offensive line needs a little help. Um, it needs to be shored up. The Packers went away from the rush here. Um Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 40 yards. A.J. Dillon, only six carries for 13 yards. I mean, Christian Watson had a good game, four catches. Uh, two of those were touchdowns, um, and he had 48 yards. Uh, Randall Cobb, thank goodness he came back. Uh, six receptions for 73 yards. Alan Lazar, five catches, 57 yards. But I'll say this again, Danny, that offensive line needs a little help. Uh, and I cannot take away from – what I saw out of Aaron Rodgers either, man. Uh, there were a, a few Aaron throws mm -hmm. uh, that he made, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, especially as they were driving and where they could have even tied the game up. Uh, and I remember it was a fourth down uh, play where he uh, just overshot uh, Sammy Watkins uh, and on. So uh, I, I just think that from what Aaron Rodgers was saying, apparently today, you know, he may have broken his thumb or something's going on with his thumb or whatever the case may be. Either way, man, uh, let's just be real. The season seems to be over uh, for the Packers in terms of making the playoffs. Um, and I guess the big question is, what do we get out of Jordan Love? Danny, what would you do? Would you go ahead and just start Jordan Love to see what you what you get out of him? Maybe – if not in the next couple of games, maybe the last couple of games of the season, or would you just continue to roll with Aaron Rodgers? What would you do in this case? I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to put him, pull himself out of the game unless mm -hmm. they're mathematically eliminated. Then mm -hmm. he may consider it, but obviously something's wrong with his thumb. And every time he misses a pass, he looks at his thumb or he's over there flexing his thumb. I don't see him sitting sitting out until 
like they're mathematically eliminated because mm-hmm. there is, I think it's like a 6% chance, but the NFC, we saw some games this past weekend where it's like, you get a glimmer of hope, like Detroit doing what they did to the New York yeah. giants mm-hmm. where it is open and Dallas who they just beat last week blew the doors off from the Minnesota Vikings. So <sighs> Man, <laughs> so, well, that's where that's where I see him saying, "No, nah, I'm playing until I can't play until we were there's no reason to play because mm-hmm. then you don't you want to save him for next year because you got all that money invested in him or yep. whatever you're gonna do." But I think until then, Jordan Love's gonna be on the bench unless he says otherwise. And you know, there hasn't been any good talk or good vibrations coming out of training camp or throughout the course of the season or through practices about how Jordan Love is doing such an awesome job or is doing so great. Uh, it seems like it's just been kind of a status quo, if you will. So I'm pretty certain they could have used that number one draft pick, first round draft pick uh, for for another position um, that they're in need of right now. Maybe that could have even gone to a wide receiver. Maybe it could have gone to office of linemen at this particular moment in time which we we actually need right now Packers got a long way next up is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles boy I tell you it doesn't get any easier for the Green Bay Packers man Um, so uh, congratulations Tennessee Titans Packers you got a long way to go Danny on to the Atlanta Falcons against the Chicago Bears what say you Jason we pulled it out 27-24 this was as all Atlanta Falcons games back and forth went down to the end. And uh, one key note in this game, even though he got the victory, Kyle Pitts got hurt. So he hurt his MCL and it looks like he may be out for the season. Does it, I think it will depend on if they make the playoffs, if he comes back. So right now they put him on IR, which he he's going to miss at least the next four weeks. And then they'll evaluate him after that. But, all in all, good game. We had Mariota, his usual 13 for 20, 131 yards and a touchdown. And he ran the ball 13 times, and he had a key touchdown run where he laid himself out and put himself out there and got in the end zone. So they ended up running for 140 yards in this game, and the Bears also on their end, they ran the ball really well. We are – a team that can be ran, run on. And they had 160 yards rushing. Justin Fields also got hurt in this game. So we'll see. It was, and it was at the end of the game, too, where the Bears caused some interesting plays in that last sequence where they put Justin Fields kind of out there where I didn't get, and he ended up hurting his shoulder. So that may impact them going into next week against the Jets. But Cordero Patterson also – made history in this game ninth return kickoff return for a touchdown so he was tied with Devin Hester and who better to get this against than your former team the Bears so Cordell Patterson big ups to you man he keeps grinding man the kickoffs he had a good running game they got the commanders this week this is a big game Uh, if they can get this game they might be setting themselves up pretty good but like i said with the nfc i think it's gonna be week to week and who knows what's gonna happen um based on 
how these teams are playing and they're so up and down. Congratulations to the Falcons. And Danny, just uh, to recap the week here in the NFL, just a few games to highlight. The Eagles squeak it out against the Indianapolis Colts, 17-16, off of a late touchdown run by uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, The Eagles go to uh, 9-1. And so that's going to be, again, an interesting uh, game against the Packers, but I actually look for the Eagles to win it. But any given week, Sunday, whatever the case may be, a team can go ahead and rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a surprise here, the Detroit Lions goes ahead and beats the New York Giants for the Lions' third straight victory. Uh, you got to watch out for the Lions, man. They're starting to turn this thing around. They're four and six. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting to see uh, who really pulls out second place in the NFC North. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll see. It seems like the Minnesota Vikings has that division pretty much wrapped up. But, oh, boy, they took a whooping again against the Dallas Cowboys, man. Golly, 40 to 3. <laughs> and it was at Minnesota, too, Danny. Uh-huh. Um, I, You know, I'm not just saying this because, you know, I obviously followed the Packers and everything. and But. The Vi- are the Vikings Fugazi? Hey, that's why I'm saying. Gold? I'm saying, man, the NFC. It's, it seems like year after year with the Vikings, or when they're good, you just don't know if they're good. Yep. Because they have performances like this. Dallas took Justin Jefferson, really the wide receiving core, out, out of the game here. Justin Jefferson only had three catches for 33 yards, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Cousins only had 105 yards passing the ball. <laughs> this was just a butt whipping, and I can't trust Minnesota. If I had money on a game, especially in the playoffs with Minnesota, I'm not putting it on Minnesota. Are you kidding me? Uh, over the history, uh-uh. no, I can't put it on Minnesota. So. That was an interesting game. Uh, another interesting game. Another interesting game here, Danny. Uh, of course, the Chiefs and Chargers, 30-27, where the Chiefs outlast the Chargers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 20 for 34, 329 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, let me just say this, Danny, uh, Travis Kelsey, six receptions. He actually caught all the three touchdowns <laughs> Patrick Mahomes <laughs> threw. Uh Guess are really look, looking at the Chiefs as being uh, obviously that top team in the AFC along with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and then you start looking at the NFC, and, of course, you can't say nothing about Minnesota because they just lost big time. But you have to start looking at the 49ers and where they went ahead and blew out the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> uh, 38-10. to 10. Uh, But it was in the Mexico City, man, so – uh, big shout out to uh, the 49ers for uh, winning in Mexico City. Uh, four touchdowns uh, by Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Got to start looking at 49ers as serious contenders, man. Um, this is going to be interesting between the 49ers and the Eagles. Don't know what the Cowboys are going to do here. Uh, that's going to be interesting matchups uh, later on down the road here. But Kudos to the 49ers. What say you, Danny? 
So, Jason, one thing of note with Minnesota, I will say, is their victories, they're all been with the one-score game. So they do know how to pull games out at the end. So if they're in a crunch, I still think they can do some damage. This game, I don't know what I don't know what happened to them, man. They were just bum rushed from the get-go. They fumbled. Kirk Cousins fumbled right off top. The Cowboys, Tony Pollard and Zeke got going. They got their running game going. And that's huge. When those two are going, Dallas is tough to play. Like the Eagles, too. The Colts had the Eagles. They had the rights in that game. In the fourth quarter, down, they had them 13-3, and they let the Eagles back in the game. So the Eagles pulled that one out, and it was it was a nice run by Jalen Hurts, I'll tell you that, to uh, get that victory. Yeah, the 49ers, they're, they look tough, man. They're getting healthy. They have Elijah Mitchell, a starting running back, spelling CMC, Christian McCaffrey. And that's huge, man. So they don't have to wear down Christian McCaffrey over the course of the season now. They can spell him. You got Debo back there. Kittle had a great game yesterday. It And the Cardinals, Colt McCoy, 49ers defense was all over him last night. So they need Kyler Murray back bad just from his mobility standpoint because the offensive line isn't blocking. And the 49ers were getting in and sacking Colt McCoy. And that's it. That's not his fault. It's just <clears throat> protection wasn't there. That's where you need a mobile quarterback in those scenarios to help that out. Like I said, the Giants, Saquon had 22 yards rushing. And they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That's a big game. I think more from the Giants standpoint than the Cowboys standpoint. Because if the Giants lose again and they lose convincingly, there's going to be some doubt starting to creep in in that locker room where they've been flying high and they've been doing well. But this is a key game for them mm -hmm. as they get ready for the playoffs, playoff push. And if they get blown out on national TV, that might be tough for them. I know their schedule is not the hardest coming down the stretch, but it's just one of those things from a confidence standpoint that they need to get this W or at least keep it really close. And now, Danny, on to uh, college football and where – uh, my Florida A&M Rattlers, my beloved alma mater, uh, has beaten uh, the brakes off of Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, 41-20 in the uh, Florida Classic. And let me just say, 41-20, I am so happy that uh, we won, uh, and I definitely watched that game. And it was uh, something to really behold. But let me just say this, Danny. As a result of that game, that uh, made nine wins in a row by my Florida A&M Rattlers. Nine wins in a row in a SWAT conference. Mm -hmm. uh, and let me just say that we were banking on making the playoffs. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the selection committee decided not to include uh, Florida A&M in the playoffs. And there's a whole lot of controversy. There's a whole lot of thoughts uh, surrounding mm -hmm. surrounding that. Uh, let me just say this, Danny. Um, let me ask you this. How many teams make the playoffs? 24. 24, you're right. 24 teams. Nine wins in a row. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost our first two, one to uh, obviously University of North Carolina. Yep. And the next one to Jackson State, which was uh, a drubbing. I will admit that. We lost mm-hmm. big time against them. Um, there could be a whole lot of reasons why, obviously, uh, with some administrative uh, matters there. Um, but nonetheless, we lost that game against Jackson State. And then we rolled off nine in a row. Uh, let me just say this, Danny. I think the selection committee made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when you have a team who who has won nine games in a row, they're they're doing something here. They're on a roll. <laughs> they're on a roll, man. You kidding yep. me? I mean, and this is my thing. Sometimes with college football, you they say you have to have these impressive wins and all that stuff and you know forget about a win is a win and stuff like that i would say though i mean against bethune cookman i think that was an impressive win against a uh a foe a rival mm-hmm. uh even though bethune may be having a down year nonetheless a rival is a rival anything can happen in that game there are teams that has made this playoffs that had a worse record than florida a&m university mm-hmm. uh you've had you have uh several teams with like a seven and four mm-hmm. record, uh some with a six and five record um that are in. Uh I'm just baffled, quite frankly, of the selection committee and how things, you know, are etched in stone that these teams get in. Uh, but I think there's gotta be a change that happens, man, um, uh, when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Um, four teams with records of seven and four. Four. Yep. Uh, and some of them weren't even playing well down the stretch, Danny. Uh, and so I'm just a little baffled uh by this. Um, and I'm just thinking that something's got to change in the future here. I don't know if this may be an opportunity, maybe even where the celebration bowl extends out to maybe four teams. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe a four team playoff system for the celebration bowl. I don't uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, I think though student athletes would like to play for a national championship uh at that playoff level. But there's something's got to be done and said. Uh, I mean, there's some th- talks and thoughts about how good is the SWAT conference. Um, maybe it was it wasn't as strong as in past years, uh, mm-hmm. based on the records uh, overall of the SWAC. I don't know. I think the SWAC conference and the commissioner needs to really kind of sit down and kind of think things through here with regards to. How do we improve the level of all schools in a SWAC conference so that way we never run into this again? Is it more resources, more money, or whatever the case may be that comes from the conference to the schools in the division so that way we can compete um, better uh, amongst each other, but also when we go outside of the conference, we represent well uh, have a good showing so that way, again, we don't run into this again. I don't know, but something's got to change, Danny. What say you? 
few teams that got pulled in that um, had worse records. And like you said, they it wasn't like they're on fire coming into this FCS uh, playoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this goes to what was the criteria like we have with these selections all the time. Mm-hmm. What was the criteria that Florida A&M on the outside looking in and anyone can, you can come up with a whole different uh, level of theories and strat <laughs> theories on it, mm-hmm. but what was it and why didn't they get selected? Because mm-hmm. would they have gotten selected if that game was closer against Jackson state is a question. Mm-hmm. The North Carolina game, I think is a wash. It's out of conference. It's, you know, I think that one's a wash and then all the stuff that was going but, on. And that's the factors too, though. All the factors going on with the school at the time as well. With the players mm-hmm. and the administration and all that stuff was going on at the beginning of the year. And for them to bounce back the way they did and run the gamut the rest of the way, there has to be something said for that. And that's where it's kind of fishy. But Danny, to add to that, we we played North Carolina, mm-hmm. but we played well against North Carolina. We scored twenty four points mm-hmm. against you know North Carolina. So yep. I think that says something there, where we played well against that that school. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in the following week, we, we obviously you know get blown out against Jackson State. Um, and a lot of that could be due to obviously the mindset of the student athletes and yeah and all, but um yeah so like you said a lot of factors yep and that's why i'm like okay if that game was say 27 24 against jackson state does that make a difference in this and all everything all being equal right they run off nine in a row after that game but i guess we'll have to find out what that what the reasoning was behind this and yeah i think fam you got snubbed and danny Having said all that, I got to give props where props is due to uh, Jackson State University Tigers football team um, led by uh, Coach Prime uh, and where they actually went uh, 11-0 and uh, this season. Uh, they are ranked number five in the FCS uh, according to the latest polls. Um, I actually would have loved to have seen how they performed in the playoffs, um, but due to uh, circumstances in, in dealing with the SWAC championship game and then ultimately the winner of that championship game goes to the uh, Celebration Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the playoffs uh, were would have already started, so um, that um, eliminates them from uh, being able to make the playoffs. But Danny... Congratulations to Jackson State. What say you? This was the first time in history they went undefeated. And this is back to Coach Prime. And But the thing is, even though they've done this and it's a great accomplishment, they want that celebration bowl. After what happened last year and mm-hmm. all the hype mm-hmm. and for them to fall flat like they did in that game, first off, they got to win the next game to mm-hmm. see who they play um, on December 3rd. But saying they win that game on December 3rd, then it's a celebration bowl. And that's what they want. You go undefeated, get that game, and then that's a success. Because 
if you saw Coach Prime's post game interview, he wasn't happy. <laughs> he, he was, I was like, yeah, that's great, no, but we played, we didn't play well. And a lot of the things that plagued them in that game last year in that celebration bowl showed, showed on this past week where they weren't protecting. And thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.